Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey kids, it's time for another Just Another Fanboy Classic episode. This week, it's episode number 17, which was originally published on Wednesday, December the 20th, 2006. Now, stick around to the end of this one, folks, because I'm feeling the need to pop back in after this one is over, just to say a few things about the episode. So, As the music kicks in, you know, the outro music there near the end, I'm probably just going to cut it off. You know, as soon as it kicks in, I'm probably going to cut it off at some point so you don't have to listen to the entire ending. And then I'm going to come in and just start talking. And I'm going to try to keep it brief. This episode is not as long as last week's episode, but we've obviously gotten to the point in Just Another Fanboy where the episodes do get a bit lengthy for a single host podcast. But enjoy the show. And uh, I'll talk to you there at the end. You're listening to Just Another Fanboy, the podcast with the D-O-O-D-O-O style. Just Another Fanboy is a Lynx broadcasting production. Lynx like the cat. Meow. Just like a comic book. 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 Welcome to episode number 17 of Just Another Fanboy. This episode was recorded on December 19th, 2006, and is already bacon cookies to leave out for Santa. I'm your host, Stephen, and since I won't get the chance to say it before the big day arrives, Merry Christmas! Christmas is truly my favorite time of the year, so Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, and any other celebrations you attend during this, our holiday season. I also wanted to take this moment to announce that I'm going to close down the Just Another Fanboy message board at pythonland.com slash fanboy and instead have one opened up over at the GeekSpeak boards. This won't happen until episode 20 hits the internet airwaves, but I wanted to give the 15 or so of you plenty of notice. That way, if you've never been over to the GeekSpeak boards, you can take some time in the next few weeks to familiarize yourself with the look and feel of the place before we officially move. You can visit all the forums that those nice Geek Speak guys host by visiting cgspodcast.com slash forum. The reasoning behind the move is twofold. First of all, I think that having a Just Another Fanboy forum over at the Geek Speak boards will help to garner the show a little more exposure. Plus, pretty much anyone who listens to comic book podcasts and posts on message boards are over there anyway, and it will be nice to truly become a small part of this giant comic book podcasting community. The second reason is now that I no longer have internet access at work, I just don't have enough time on my hands to run a message board. 
I actually run another board over at pythonland.com slash forums. It's a Monty Python board, and it stays pretty busy. And it's all I can do to keep up with the spammers. So being able to have a board that ultimately someone else is running appeals to me greatly. So anyway, the move is going to happen, and I think we will all enjoy ourselves over there much, much more. But until then, listeners' feedback. And the fat man is happy again, because this week we've got two voicemails, and they're from children. So let's hear. Music. I'm waiting. There was Norman, Norman and Gary singing that song. They told digging up the base, digging up the base on your podcast. Somebody's been taking their happy pills. Can I have some? I like it, the happy pills. They make me happy, and they make me sing, and they make me dance. This young child is obviously a fan of Gary, Indiana, and Norman, Oklahoma. Well, who is it? I mean, we're superstars. Quite. And apparently, Norman, yes? they seem to enjoy a song ah. that uh, you oh. and Gary sang. I don't, yes. I don't quite yes. remember the song myself. I, I remember... Gary, you remember that song? Why, yes, I believe I do, Norman. Should we reacquaint Stephen's memory with some of our vocal styling? <laughs> well, you know, I don't think that would be too bad of an idea. So take it away, Gary. All right. Okay, then. <laughs> I'm taking up space. 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 I'm taking up space in your podcast. We talked I'm about... I'm taking up space. I'm taking up space. I'm taking up space. Guys, I'm taking up space. We talked about this. I'm taking up space in your podcast. Okay, no more. Otherwise, I'm going to give you a smack. I'm taking up space. There you go. Wow, man. I don't I don't think I deserve that. that was uncalled for. Well, I... You know, we talked about this before You're about right. that song You're right. taking up the space Whatever. of my podcast. You're right. So you yeah, were warned. You got the smack. Right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Right. No more. Right, Norman? Oh, all right. I guess so. Let's play the next voice, man. Hey, Steve. I just wanted to say that me and my mom have listened to your show every week, and you are the funniest dad, fat man, I've ever heard. So, goodbye. And I like eggs. Who doesn't like eggs? Am I right? I mean, especially with a little bacon. You know, I like to grill up my bacon in the skillet first and then fry up my eggs in the skillet, you know, with the with the bacon grease that's already there in the skillet. Mmm, that makes for a tasty cholesterol-filled egg that just makes my heart scream. Anyway, 
I do want to say that I'm very pleased with both of these voicemails. You know, I like knowing that the youngins are listening, especially with their parents. Because way back in pre-production of episode one, I had shown my script to Karen, that's my lovely wife, and the only critical item she had was the few times I had thrown in a curse word. And as she explained it, someday soon I'd like my kids to listen to the show, and I agreed. And thus, I try to make the show as clean and kid-friendly as possible. So knowing that there are children, kids, teenagers, youngsters listening to the show, especially listening side-by-side with their parents, makes makes the fat man happy. So I guess it's time for news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. This week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort is brought to you by the good people at Senseless Products Incorporated. Has this ever happened to you? A customer walks into a convenience store. Good morning. Good morning. Can I help you find something today? Uh, yeah. I'm looking for a pencil that dispenses pudding. I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch that. I'm looking for a pencil that dispenses pudding. A pencil that dispenses pudding. Yeah. I was just home, sitting at my kitchen table, reading a book on early 20th century plumbing fixtures, and I was taking notes, as I always do when I'm reading a book on historical plumbing, and I suddenly felt an immense desire to eat a little vanilla pudding. It was then that I realized that my fridge was bare, and all I had with me was my trusty mechanical pencil. So I was... I'm sorry, mechanical pencil? Yeah, you know, one of those pencils that look like an ink pen, but when you click the little button on top of the pencil, lead comes out instead of the ballpoint ink mechanism. Oh, I see. Yes, now, please don't interrupt. I was on a roll. My apologies, dear sir. Anyway, as I was saying, I was at home suffering through a debilitating craving for pudding, and I just couldn't stop these overwhelming hunger pangs, and I sat clicking away at the top of my pencil. I was transfixed, watching the lead slowly make its way out of the pencil with each click, and then it hit me. If only my pencil dispensed pudding instead of lead, then I'd be able to sate my baser desires and get back to the task of learning about the first indoor toilet. So I thought I'd take a break from what I was doing and drove straight to your shop to buy a pudding dispensing pencil. Well, I'm afraid I have bad news for you, sir. No one is producing a pudding dispensing pencil at this point in time. Now that's a shame. Now I could sell you some vanilla pudding in easy-to-carry one-serving containers. Nah, that's okay. I really had my mind set on putting in a pencil. Fear not, demanding consumer. The good folks at Senseless Products Incorporated have heard your call and are responding with putting in a pencil. Coming soon to a store near you. The new universe is alive again thanks to the all-star creative team of Warren Ellis and Salvador LaRocca and fans have responded to their all-new take on the 80s comic line in New Universal. New Universal number one has sold out at Diamond and Marvel is going back to press with an all-new painted variant cover by Asad Ribic, the man behind the covers of last year's House of M. New Universal number one second printing variant features a homage cover to Ribic of Justice number one, one of the titles that kicked off the new universe in the 1980s. Stephen G. Saunders of SilverBulletComics.com calls it a truly wonderful kickoff for a new series, one of which I think is some of Ellis's best work. For a sprawling, realistic, but epic take on superhumans by Ellis and top-notch LaRocca art, you must check out the New Universe Reborn in the pages of New Universal. Be advised, copies of New Universal Number 1 may still be available at the retail level. 
The biggest and baddest menace to wreak havoc on the Marvel Universe is back, and fans couldn't be happier. Onslaught Reborn number one has sold out at Diamond, and writer Jeff Loeb is ecstatic with the response the limited series has received thus far. Marvel has no plans at the moment to go back to press on the issue, but it is being considered. Onslaught has returned, and his first target, Franklin Richards. After taking on the Fantastic Four, it's time for the rest of the Marvel Universe to feel his wrath, and Onslaught has no plans of stopping there either. Be advised, copies of Onslaught Reborn number one may still be available at the retail level. Pre-orders are now being accepted for the release of a new full-feature DVD presentation of last weekend's The Hero Initiative Benefit production of Marvel Then and Now, An Evening with Stan Lee and Joe Quesada. The DVD's official website is thenandnowdvd.org, and like the live event, proceeds from the sales of the DVD will go to The Hero Initiative. The DVD is expected to be released no later than March of 2007. The evening's program, hosted by Kevin Smith, will be the heart of the DVD, currently in post-production, but the final product is planned to contain nearly five hours of total runtime at a price of $24.95. Special features will include behind-the-scenes reel, VIP room footage, extra interviews with guests including Stan Lee, Joe Casada, Kevin Smith, Jeff Loeb, Brian Pulido, commentary by the Hero Initiative president Jim McLaughlin and others, edited version for little ears backstage on onstage photo gallery trailers for other related releases and events for more information on the dvd please visit then and for more information about the hero initiative please visit us at HeroInitiative.org. titan publishing steps out of the shadows to announce the first issue of the incredible new monthly comic series batman legends Telling only the greatest Batman stories, Batman Legends No. 1 begins in breathtaking style with the first part of three incredible stories from legendary comic book writers and artists, including Frank Miller, Jeff Loeb, Grant Morrison, and Andy Kubert. Each issue will be 76 pages, packed with three of the greatest Batman tales that will thrill existing Dark Knight fans and launch an entire new generation of comic book readers. Comic legends Grant Morrison and Andy Kubert join creative forces for the incredible Batman and Son. After an arduous battle with the Joker high upon the rooftops, Batman has once and for all rid the streets of its diabolical criminal element. Can Bruce Wayne finally step out of his alter ego's vast shadow? And more to the point, does Bruce Wayne remember how to be Bruce Wayne? And just who is watching Bruce and what do their plans have to do with the Man-Bat? The all-star creative team of writer Frank Miller and artist Jim Lee and Scott Williams go back to the beginning with their pulse-pounding interpretation of the origin story of a young 12-year-old Dick Grayson and the birth of Batman's sidekick in Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. In the final story, writer Jeff Lowe pairs with two of the most famous superheroes on the planet for a tale of loyalty and friendship, as Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, finds the Man of Steel and the Dark Knight vowing to topple the corrupt presidency of Lex Luthor once and for all. Batman Legends series is a UK-only production. Variety reports that Dimension Films is moving forward with a live-action adaptation of Mike Pollard's Madman. Finally! And on DVD this week, My Super Ex-Girlfriend, A Scanner Darkly, The Simpsons Season 9, 4-disc set, and Lady in the Water. 
And that was this week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. And now my comic book, Picks of the Week. This week from D.C., we have 52, number 33, written by Jeff Johns, Grant Morrison, Greg Rucka, Mark Wade. Breakdowns by Keith Giffen, covers by J.G. Jones. The story of the year continues in four more chapters of America's only weekly superhero adventure. In this issue, I have brought my family here today to show you, to you, that underneath the powers of gods long dead, we are as human as the rest of you. Plus the origin of Two-Face by Wade and Mark Chirello. You know, I'm still standing behind my statement that the question is not going to die in 52. Regardless of the latest issue of Wizard, in which they strongly hint that the question will die and possibly become... Uh, Raymond, uh, Rene Montoya will possibly become the question and a, seeing a cover of a future issue which shows a dead body with a toe tag with just a big question mark on it. I'm still standing behind my statement that they're not going to kill the question. They're just making it way too obvious. I think it's a red herring. So stand behind me, people. Also from DC, we have Checkmate number nine, written by Greg Rucka, art and cover by Jesus Saez. The Black Queen deputizes the big guns in an all-out bid to keep Pawn 502's mission alive. Now, here's a book that I am, I am really enjoying, but from what I understand with its inception, the, the purpose of Checkmate is to be an organization that uh, for all intents and purposes, are there in case the metahuman community gets out of hand and they bring in Checkmate to, to lay the smack down upon him. But thus far, all we've pretty much had is Checkmate going up against Cobra, uh, ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. No, wait, that's G.I. Joe. But still, Checkmate going up against Cobra. I don't know. Let's hope they, they add some more metahuman element into it. Moving along. For Marvel this week, we have Criminal Number 3, written, written by Ed Brubaker, with art by Sean Phillips. The heist has fallen to pieces, and Leo and Greta are hiding out, waiting for the smoke to clear. But they have half the take with them, and their friends are not happy about that. So while Leo helps Greta heal from her injuries, they plot their next move, knowing any wrong step could mean death for them and the people they care about. This book's awesome. It was in my top five of November 2006, and I believe it was in my top three of October 2006. So I can't say enough good things about Criminal. If you're not reading it, read it. Okay, 
Next from Marvel, we have New Avengers number 26, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with pencils and, and inks by Alex Maleve. The story Avengers fans have been waiting for. The shocking return of Hawkeye and the Scarlet Witch. That's right, Hawkeye and the Scarlet Witch! Guest starring Doctor Strange. Now, uh, The New Avengers is a book that I dropped. And I dropped it for a while simply because Mike Diodato was going to be handling the art chores on that book. And because of that, I dropped it. So I'm not going to, you know, my mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say about anybody, then don't say anything at all. So that's all I'm going to say. But now he's off the book, and uh, Alex Maleev is doing 26, and I can't remember who's on after that, but I'm going to start picking it up again. So I hope I can get into what's happened previously and i'm kind of upset <laughs> i probably shouldn't have dropped it because it seems that all the issues that i missed really tied into civil war so i probably should not have dropped it and that's that's my bad my bad next from marvel we have new avengers illuminati number one written by brian michael bendis and brian reed pencils and cover by jim chung the Illuminati is a secret organization comprised of several of the world's most powerful heroes. Sorcerer Supreme Doctor Strange, Black Bolt, King of the Inhumans, Charles Xavier, founder of the X-Men and mutant rights activist, Reed Richards, founding member of the Fantastic Four, Namor the Submariner, King of Atlantis, and Iron Man, founding member of the Avengers. These six men have worked together to mold and shape the status of the superhuman world and the world around it. How and what they have done together has remained a mystery until now. From what I understand, this series is supposed to look back at some of the major events in Marvel history and kind of show a behind the scenes on how the Illuminati were pulling the strings. Uh, I believe there's, uh, one of the stories is involving the Infinity Gauntlet, which I kind of enjoyed. I'd like to see, uh, old Brian Michael Bendis' take on it. But, uh, those were my comic book picks of the week. Uh, if you have your own picks, you know, you can call us at 1-877-309-8367, extension 212, and tell us all about them. No one has yet to call in any type of pick of the week or review. And you can't see it now because this is audio, but little tears are trickling down my cheeks and getting into my beard. And they're kind of salty tasting. So, you know, I, I don't mind that much. But but please call. If you don't, then I'm going to have to sever my big toe on my right foot. But until then... At the movies with Gary Indiana. Howdy, y'all. Gary Indiana with you once more for another review. So tell me. What happens when a group of robots who can turn themselves into trucks and cars and planes and guns and such 
come to Earth and start fighting over energy. Well, I'll tell you. You got yourselves the Transformers is what you got, and that's what I got in my DVD player this week. Transformers the movie. It's a cartoon, and it's the new 20th anniversary edition. Now, normally, I ain't one to go and pick something like this up for myself, but Stephen made me sit down and watch it with him, so I thought I'd review it. Okay, so basically this movie is set in the future. Well, the future as it was 20 years ago. For us, it's set in the past as it all takes place in the year 2005. Cybertron, the home planet of the Transformers, has been taken over by the evil Decepticons. And and the good guys of the flick, the Autobots, are stationed out on Cybertron's two moons, as well as occupying Autobot City back on Earth. See, both the Autobots and the Decepticons need one thing to survive. Energon. And the Autobots are on Earth, using our resources to create Energon to use in the war with the Decepticons. And this is what begins our conflict in the movie. A group of Autobots hop a shuttle and make for Earth to replenish their Energon supply. Unfortunately, they're waylaid en route by the Decepticons and their villainous leader, Megatron, who board the Autobot shuttle and start shooting up the place, killing all the Autobots on board before taking over the shuttle. Megatron's plan is to use the shuttle as a Trojan horse to get into Autobot City and lay the place to waste, and to generally do the type of stuff that the villain in a movie would do. The Autobot leader, Optimus Prime, arrives just in the nick of time to stop Megatron in his nefarious deeds, and the Decepticons are sent packing. But there is a third party in play, a living robot planet named Unicron, who travels the universe eating other planets. The only thing that can possibly stop Unicron is the Autobot Matrix of Leadership, and the Autobots are set upon the path to take out Unicron if they can get past the Decepticons first. The first thing that surprised me about this movie was the stellar cast of voices. Eric Idle of Monty Python fame, Judd Nelson from The Breakfast Club, Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries, Orson Welles, the voice behind the whole War of the Worlds debacle from back in the day, and rounding out the celeb-filled cast is Mr. Spock himself, Leonard Nimoy. But the second thing about the flick that really surprised me was the fact that I really didn't like it one bit. Wait wait a minute, what? I didn't like it. How, how could you not like this movie? I just didn't. I mean, I didn't like Transformers it. the <sighs> movie kicks more butt than a one-legged man at a butt-kicking well, contest. You know what I'm saying? Well, of course you think so. You grew up watching Transformers, right? Well, yeah. And you probably had all the toys, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. you probably played with them, and you, yeah. you know, you, you did the little Transformer stuff, and you had your little <laughs> battles. But see, <laughs> I didn't grow up with Transformers, so, so mm-hmm. I'm coming at this new. I've never seen the cartoon, I never watched the show, never read the comic. Well, I never even was exposed to the toys. That's so your for fault. me, coming at it new, you know, I, I guess I didn't really enjoy it too much. I mean, I did, don't get me wrong. I, okay, I guess there were some parts of it I did like. Yeah. You know, like the, the soundtrack was, was pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. it did have a Weird Al Yankovic song, which yeah. I guess, you know, should rise it up a few notches in my book. So, well, yeah. you know, I, and, yeah, and the sure. animation was okay for its time. I mean, if you compare it to, it was I don't know, let's say the, the Ultimate Avengers DVD, the, you know, the yeah. animation on that just pretty much, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of sucked. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I guess, it, okay, it, it was a pretty good movie. I mean, yes. if, no. if you like no. robots, I do, and you like big robots, yep. and you like the idea of a robot, that can transform into oh, a car yeah. you or bet. a truck. Very or much. Or even, you know, some of them 
transform into dinosaurs, and yeah. I guess that was pretty cool. You know, I, I guess yeah. if you like that kind of stuff, and I then do. you're probably really going to like this movie. So I, I would give it a C. <laughs> How about you? I give it an A-plus all the way, baby. Well, okay, that's your prerogative, but this is my segment, and my segment is now over. So that was At the Movies with Gary Indiana. Join us next week where we will review another movie. This week, um, I wanted to do Stephen's book bag this week, and I really wanted to talk about Mike Allred's Madman. Um, it's a book that I have loved since the 90s, and he hasn't been producing any lately, but of course it's coming back in April from Image Comics, and I'm really excited about it. It's made me pull out all my old Madman issues and reread them, and I wanted to talk about the original Madman trilogy from Tundra Press, but... I didn't have enough opportunity to really prepare a coherent review. And if you've listened to any of my previous episodes, you'll know that anytime I try to review a book from just off the top of my head, I end up boring you all to tears. So instead, I'm going to play something that I meant to play last week, but the show was running a little long last week, and so I didn't include it. But this week I'm going to. Uh, we have a member over at the forum by the name of Pizza Man. And he had sent me, actually he posted over on the board a link to a song that he had recorded called Belly Buttons. And I, I enjoyed it, so I wanted to share it with you guys. And, um, here it is. Belly Buttons by the Pizza Man.
I got one, you got one, we all got one, so why not have a song about him? That's that's all I'm saying. Thank you, Pizza Man, for posting this over on the forum. I'm glad to be able to play it for everybody, and you know, it's an invite to everybody. Send me send me your stuff. You know, I you never know. I just may play it on the show. But now it looks like we're coming close to the end of the show, so that brings us to the view from Norman, Oklahoma a weekly segment in which our resident bitter old fanboy pisses and moans about the state of the comic book industry, or just anything that generally pisses him off. Ladies and gentlemen, Norman, Oklahoma. Stop. <laughs> I like doing that. I like just stopping a song like that, because y'all don't know when I'm going to stop it. So there. <laughs> now this week, Instead of giving you my views on life, I'd like to celebrate the holiday season by singing you a medley of Christmas tunes. And helping me out this week is going to be Gary at my side, helping me sing. So, Gary, you ready? Ready and raring to go, my friend. Well, okay then. Now, I'm going to apologize straight off the bat here in regards to the quality of the music that will be accompanying us as we sing. We didn't have time to get the band together. So we just used a basic recording of the music. But here we go. Gary and Norman, our Christmas myth. All righty. 
sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the land, snow is glistening. Uh-huh. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking around in women's underwear. Gone away is the bluebird. Oh, this, that's my part. Here's the, the new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. Walking around in women's underwear. In the meadow, we can build a snowman. And pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, you are married. We'll say, no, man. Because you can do the job while you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire. As we dream by the fire To face unafraid the plans that we made Walking round in women's underwear Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Reindeer. Had a very shiny nose Like a light bulb And if you ever saw saw it You would even say it glows Like one of them light bulbs all of the other reindeers Those dirt reindeer Used to laugh and call him names Check behind What? They never let poor Rudolph That poor Rudolph Joining in the reindeer game This is me Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Yo, yo, yo Rudolph with your nose so bright you got my sleigh tonight. Then how the reindeer loved him. Loved him. As he shouted out with glee. Yippadoo. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Red-nosed reindeer. You'll go down in history. That's, yeah. Here goes another song. I'm dreaming oh, of a white Christmas. Just like the ones I used to know. Sing it, Norman. Where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. Take it away, Norman. I'm dreaming of. <coughs> I gotta quit smoking. <coughs> Oh, that's quite the voice you got there. <coughs> With every Christmas card I write, sing it to me, Norman. May your days be merry and bright. <coughs> and may all your, your Christmas Christmases be white. Oh, they're white. I don't... And I know you that know, Santa... I, I don't know this part. I don't you know... know Where's a white Christmas? White Christmas. Okay. Christmas. Just with like, just like the ones I I used to know. I, oh. Where are we at here? Okay. Oh, may your days be merry and bright. Bright. <laughs> and may uh, I may all your Christmases be white. Ho ho ho. This sucks. Oh, oh, I'm never oh. doing this again, Norman. I don't care Come what on. you say. I'm not Come doing on. it again. Come I'm not doing it again. Ho, ho, ho. That was fun, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, all right. It sucked. Oh, are you guys... Are you, you're done? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I left the room. I thought somebody was in here killing cats. Anyway...
Um, this, <laughs> I just, that was bad, guys. That was just really bad. Um, you've really ground the show to a halt. Success. Thumbs up to the two of you. And this would probably segue very nicely into our blooper segment, but you know, I, you, you people out there have probably had, had enough of us this week, thanks to Norman and Gary for uh, really bringing the show down. So here is the address to complain to just another fanboy at gmail.com. Email me. And tell me how much you loved the sweet, silky sounds of Nary. See there? That was a blooper right there. Nary and Gorman. You can also call in here at 1-877-309-8367, extension 212. Leave an audio comment about the show. Good or bad? I don't care. Heck, we had a little kid just earlier in the show say she liked eggs. Okay? And I played it. You know? I'm, I'm speechless. I'm sorry that <clears throat> this, let's just move along. Uh, the theme song for the show is comic book by the super spies. Find it and information about the band at garageband.com. The rest of the music from this week's episode comes from the pod show pod safe music network at music.podshow.com. Thank God the episode's over. So until next week, I'm Steven. I'm Gary and I'm Norman and I'm just, just another, another fan boy. boy. Should be embarrassed is what you should. Ah, shut up! No, you shut up! You shut up! No, you shut up! You shut up! No, you shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut I don't know if I've mentioned this on any of these episodes before or after, you know, I have played the show for you, you know, the episode, but I do actually listen to these again. I mean, these, I haven't listened to these since back when they were first released. So I'm listening to them for the first time in what is it at this point? Uh, 16 years. I don't know. I don't want to have to do math folks. Please don't make me do that. Anyway, I listened to them because, first of all, I need to come up with a title for the episode because many of these, I was quite startled to discover that many of these I never gave any kind of title to. I just titled them the episode number. Eventually, I started giving the shows, the the episodes, actual titles for, for each episode. But at this point, none of them had titles. And so I have to come up with a title, which... Because this one was uh, put out around Christmas time. I have called this Christmas in April, even though it is a Christmas episode since you guys are hearing it in April. That's the only reason I use that title. Um, I also have to put together the show notes, which I have also lost over the years. But it's kind of fun just going back and listening to, uh, to, to some of these episodes. Not all of them. Some of them, some of them I'm... I'm uh, rather embarrassed to even be putting out there in front of y'all. But this one I had a lot of fun with. Um, So the first thing I wanted to mention that right up there near the beginning, I announced, uh, you know, back then in December of 2006 that I had, I was closing down the, the just another fanboy forums that I had created 
uh, for just another fanboy because we were moving over to the comic geek speak forums. And the main reason I want to bring that up is, is, uh, when just another fanboy became a part of the comic book or the comic book, the comic geek speak forums, it really, uh, brought me in a bit more into that, into that whole community, the comic book podcasting community, because comic geek speak, which, was a pretty big comic book podcast back then still is uh but they did uh just they just they were very instrumental in fostering this community and most of it was done right there at their message boards and at one point they just started inviting other podcasts to uh to have their own boards there as part of the comic geek speak message boards and it introduced me to a lot of people. Uh, for example, my co-host over on the Superman Super Show podcast. I met him uh, way back then on the back there at the at those forums, and uh, just all kinds of folks that I met over there. And I miss that. I miss that community. I, I see a lot of those people, and I talk to a lot of those people over on Twitter these days. But I don't. I don't remember. I don't, there, there are times, I don't want to say I don't remember them. There are times when I'll be talking to somebody back and forth on Twitter and realize, holy crap, that's so-and-so from the boards. I've been talking to them for months and didn't realize it was the same person. And uh, I just, I miss that community. And while a lot of us are there on Twitter, it's, it's just not the same. And it's why I'm trying to build something over there at the Just Another Fanboy forums. And it's why I urge you to come on over and join. And I, 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 wicked, wicked. I just keep doing that. What would I do want to invite other podcasts at some point to come on over and, and, and I'll host boards for them as well over on the message boards. But I, I kind of want to get, uh, you know, I want, I want the, just another fanboy message boards to be a bit older before I start doing that, you know, a little, a little bit more established. I mean, currently we have, I think seven members. I would like to at least see that into some double digits before I start inviting other podcasts. Because I'll be honest with you right now, if I was a if I was a comic book podcast, which I am, and another comic book podcast said, "Hey, you want to come over and and I'll host a, a message board for you over on my forums," and they came over and went, "Oh, you've got seven members? Nah, that's all right. I'll just stick to Twitter and Facebook." And and I get that, but. I really want to try to build something over there, and um, I'm just asking for everybody's help to to, to help me build that. Um, beyond that, the two voicemails that I that I played back then on this episode were freaking great. I mean, they were two children who listened to the show with their parents. I have a feeling that uh, they're both they both have the same mom. I think I think the mom uh, listens listened to the show back then with both of them. And then gave them each an opportunity to call in and leave a voicemail. Uh, but I just, that was one of the things that that I, I always loved about doing this show back then. And um, uh, still love about it now. Uh, voicemail's not a thing anymore. I always urge anybody, if they want to put together a little voice memo from their phone and send it to me, to please go ahead and do so. And I'll, I'll play it on the show. But I, uh, again, I haven't listened to these in, you know, since 2006. So Coming across those two voicemails really uh I mean I'm not gonna lie, I, I got a little misty in the in the tear duct region because um I forgot just what kind of little community we had back then. Just 17 episodes in, and I had kids calling in with, you know, their mothers in the background calling in and 
and leaving voicemails and talking about how much they enjoyed Norman and Gary and uh, the girl who said she liked eggs because I think there was a previous episode where I just off the hook said, you know, call, say whatever you want. Call the voicemail, say whatever you want, say I like eggs, whatever. And I, I think it was just an off the cuff thing. And then she called back and said that she liked eggs. And I thought that was that was pretty cool. It was it was fun to hear that again. Anyway, I said I would try to keep this brief and I'm really trying to. Um, I'm going to say it right now. The the sponsor for this episode, I'm going to totally recycle into a commercial for a future episode of Stephen or else. Uh, I have been if you if you listen to the image comics turns 30 episode, you know that I'm working on a, a reboot of some sort of Stephen or else. And uh, I I created one commercial for an episode that is a little bit more than what I used to do. You know, what I used to do is just basically what I had here for just another fanboy, where it was just me going, this week's episode is brought to you by, and, and I do a little voiceover type of commercial. But now I'm trying to create full-fledged commercials. If you go over to the Just Another Fanboy YouTube channel, uh, I it, it's only a, a couple of weeks old, but there's a little video up there called the comics value team. That is a commercial that I made. That's going to go into that first episode of the new Steven or else give it a listen to you'll, you'll hear what I'm talking about. And uh, I'm totally going to recycle this for another, for another commercial, meaning I'm going to rewrite it to a certain extent and re-record it. I also wanted to <laughs> just talk about one of the, something that I've been meaning to mention uh, the last few weeks as I've been listening to these episodes and getting them prepared to re-release I love listening to the news segments in these episodes because they're more often than not, there seems to be a news story about something that never ended up happening. Uh, for example, in this episode from 2006, I talk about how Dimension Films was going to be moving forward on a Madman movie, which of course has never happened. And honestly, I'm pretty happy about that. I think that's a good thing that we haven't had a Madman movie or at least we didn't back then, because uh, I don't think Hollywood was quite ready for something like that. And frankly, I think that Madman is the type of comic book that would be perfect for a TV show on one of these streaming services. You know, I think it's the right time. I think that property is just screaming for a phenomenal, quirky, super fun TV show. And I really hope a streaming service realizes that that book is out there, steps up and puts a lot of uh, passion and time into making a Madman TV show because I think it would be great. Also, <laughs> despite all the evidence being thrown in my face, I even, I cite various things that they were showing at the time to uh, to convince us that the question was going to die and that Renee Montoya was going to become the question. I was, I was still sticking to my guns that it wasn't going to happen. And, uh, that's all just rather embarrassing. It's just, that's just classic Steven. That's just how I've always been. Uh, when, when it's, I, I, I can never take anything like that at face value. I think that's, it's too obvious. They're making it too obvious. And so they're, they're, to me, they're obviously trying to, uh, throw us off the trail and, throw some red herrings in front of us because they wouldn't be that obvious about making such a change. But apparently people, when they make these kind of things, these books and whatnot, they are that obvious. And I just need to get over the fact that not everybody is super clever when they're leaving clues on what they're going to do about something. Uh, beyond that, the last thing I wanted to mention was the song that I played in this episode, Belly Buttons by the Pizza Man. 
totally forgot about that song. I'm, I'm listening to this episode and I get to that point and I'm like, what is this? I don't remember Pizza Man. Pizza Man was obviously somebody over at the forums and they just, I mean, I have no memory of this at all. Literally, the, the song didn't even strike any chords. Actually, no, the, the, the song did sound familiar um, and it was rather fun, wasn't it? But I don't remember the situation uh, behind this song. I don't remember Pizza Man from the forums because my my brain is a, a terrible thing. And um, so I don't I don't remember what the situation was. And frankly, I went online right away and just tried to find evidence of this song, Belly Buttons by Pizza Man. And I'm assuming that whoever Pizza Man is, when they did this song, if they have put it out there on the internet in various places, they... I would assume they've put it under their actual name, but I can't find anything. If if you remember this at all, or heck, if you're Pizza Man and you're still listening, let me know because I just I I've got to know uh, where this came from because I feel like I there I should be able to provide a link to uh, other stuff that you've done. I mean, I would assume that whoever this Pizza Man is, they've created this song called Belly Buttons, and it was a lot of fun. It was very very well put together, very talented. Uh, really enjoyed the song. I have to assume they've done others, and I would love to be able to point some people in that direction. Unless, of course, over the years they've turned into a real hater who is a racist. Uh, you know, one of these, you just never know with people anymore. I don't want to get behind a, a, a racist. I don't want to do that. Otherwise, you know, if, if you're a if you're not a racist, if you're not a hate monger, yeah, tell me who you are because because and if, if you know who they are, let me know. It's driving me crazy. Belly buttons by Pizza Man. That was a, that was a fun song. Anyway, that's all I have left to say. Um, so I'm just not going to say anything else. Bye-bye, Daddy. Bye-bye, Daddy. Good job. <laughs>